You're listening to Region Reports for Puma. Can we rethink fashion waste? 1% or less of all clothing worldwide today is actually recycled. So we obviously have a problem. There's new technology called chemical recycling. And it doesn't sound really sexy, but it is really cool. We want to create a loop so that old clothes can be turned into new clothes. So what are some challenges and roadblocks you guys have ran into during this process? Poof, oh, where's the start? There's new technologies that can enable us to actually recycle those worn clothes. I'm your host, Andrew Burgess. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am a fashion designer who focuses on upcycling. So I take secondhand materials and I give them a new life. Have you ever cleaned out your closet and donated your clothes to charity? It's a pretty common move, right? But have you ever wondered what actually happens to those clothes after you drop them off? Well, some of them end up in your local thrift shop, but the thing is, there's just way too much clothing to handle. So what happens to the rest of it? It gets shipped off to other countries, like Ghana, to be sold again. Crazy, right? Every week, 15 million items gets dumped in Ghana. And get this, 40% of those clothes are too beat up to even sell. A whopping 92 million tons of clothes straight to landfill in just one country every year. That's a massive mountain of unwearable clothing and it's only getting bigger. It's a major issue that we gotta start tackling. So the question we're asking today is, what if we could solve that problem? What if there was a way to recycle old beat up clothes so that not only do they not end up in a landfill, they actually become a source material in themselves. This is the idea behind circular fashion. We wanna create a loop so that old clothes can be turned into new clothes and there's no waste at all. Can we rethink fashion waste? I'm talking to Simon Hessel from Puma, and he knows a thing or two about circular fashion. Hi Simon, great to see you again. What is circular fashion? Circular fashion is really a wide term, but a simple definition could really be that circular fashion is about extending the life of a product, either through reuse, like reselling, upcycling like you do, Andrew, repairing, or at the end of the day, recycling the resources into new clothing. So obviously we have a problem. What do we do with all these clothes that no one wants to wear anymore? Can they be recycled? In theory, a lot of textiles can be recycled today. The truth is that you know, 1% or less of all clothing worldwide today is actually recycled. When you see a lot of clothing that says contains recycled content today, at least when you talk polyester, that is usually coming from plastic bottles. And polyester is quite often used in their sporting clothing. The good news is that there are processes in place and technologies that can enable us to actually recycle those worn clothes that you said nobody actually wants anymore. The technology is called chemical recycling. And chemical recycling, at least to me, doesn't sound very sexy, but uh, it's actually a really, really cool process where we can take you know, old, worn out or damaged polyester products and turn them into new products. So for example, you can take a running t-shirt and produce a new thing out of it. It almost sounds like a chemical upcycling, taking an old material, breaking it down, turning it into something new. It's kind of the same thing. Well, not as technical on my front, but with upcycling, you know, taking used materials and, and giving it a new life. Yeah, I think it's actually a, a fair comparison because usually upcycling is to add value to a product, similar to what you do, Andrew. But really what we're doing with chemical recycling is that when we're breaking it down to the building blocks, you can kind of compare it to, to Lego bricks. You can start to build a new model out of it that is that is that has the same qualities, the same as a durability and so on and so forth as, as normal virgin polyester. So yeah, it's pretty cool. 
That is amazing. And until recently, I didn't know much about chemical recycling. Is that a new technology you guys are developing? It's actually not new in that sense. I think it's it's more than 10 years old even. So what is going on in the industry is that there's more and more initiatives to scale this up and make it more commonplace. Because today it is more the exception rather than the rule. What new developments have you guys had that allowed you to scale up? It's super important to say that this is not a, a one brand play. There's multiple people involved in something like chemical recycling. So from Puma's side, we have looked at the technology and started to look at how a process could look like where we scale this. So the difference is really that a brand like Puma, for example, or the industry as a whole, is starting to say, let's put some, some investments behind it. Let's put some, some research into it put some bright minds behind it, work with our suppliers, work with our countries, work with consumers to take some products back and see if we can scale it. I think that's one, that's one of the things that have changed uh, since then. So what's your experience with chemical recycling at Puma? Yeah, so uh, we actually piloted a, a program last year called uh, Rejersey, where we used old football kits as input to create new football kits actually. And we had a proof of concepts and Next year, um, we're actually here in 23, we are launching this under ReFiber, which is our program for textile to textile, where we're using old garments and old textile waste and transforming that into new. Sounds like a cool project to work on. It was super cool. I, I think it's fair to say that, you know, people are concerned about performance products and they're concerned about style and fashion. And then in terms of sustainability attributes, like for example, recycling or circularity in this place, that's not an easy story to tell. Uh, but that's something we've tried to make more interesting through our partner clubs. Obviously more and more people are getting incentivized by the sustainable aspect of the clothing, but I mean, if it was not comfortable or wasn't able to look stylish, I don't know if people are gonna like it, but it's awesome with this process. You guys can completely break it down and, and turn it into a new product fully, right? I just wanted to zoom in on that we're not solving all problems with this either, right? We're, we're starting to, to address at least some of the, the challenges of our own industry. The fact that we can take a t-shirt like this from Manchester City, for example, which might be worn out or there's a hole in it and I cannot really repair it anymore or give it a second life, then at least now we have an opportunity to take that back from our consumers or look into the marketplace or take factory waste as well and kind of use that again and build a new product. So what are some challenges and roadblocks you guys have ran into during this process? where to start. It's important to say that it's a team sport because there's so many people involved uh, from factories, suppliers, consumers, brands to become like a viable program, both for Puma, but also the industry where it also makes sense economically. And for that, we really need volume. Actually getting enough old t-shirts or products back to drive down costs is also an important part. Legal. Legal is probably not one of the most interesting topics, but Given that this is so new, we need to also understand how do we move waste across borders? Because literally, when you either send something for donation and they deem that it's not no longer used for resale or you throw it out, it is considered as waste. So moving waste across borders from Asia, Europe, US, for example, is also quite a challenge. And then I think one of the most important things as well is consumers. We can't make this work without consumers. So we need to play a part in it. We should encourage consumers uh, to return their clothing in the right ways. We want them to also make sure that they are washed in the right way. At the end of the day, if we talk about recycling, we need to get the, the products back to us. Yeah, no, I mean, there's that's a lot more moving parts than, than I realized. You know, you went with the legal aspect of everything, and it's just a lot of things that 
people like myself and, and the average consumer don't even consider. Yeah, but you're absolutely right, Andrew. And I think I wouldn't even necessarily put that as a burden on you and me as consumers, right? Sustainability is complex, but it cannot be in the eyes of the consumer like you and me. It's up to also brands like, like Puma to help simplify and remove all barriers to help enable a circular fashion economy. And that's, that's something what we refer to as a systemic change because it's it really a lot of moving parts, a big ship that needs to change its course. Right, because I mean, we as consumers can hold ourselves accountable, but at the end of the day, we kind of are at the mercy of big brands and corporations who are really calling the shots, how we implement the sustainable practicing. But um, yeah, it's no, it's, it's encouraging to hear that Puma is making these changes. And I know a big problem has been getting consumers to give the clothing back, because obviously we have enough resources out there. It's just a matter of incentivizing the consumer to return it. So what have you guys at Puma been doing to incentivize the take back program? Yes, yeah, so also as part of the Refiber program with Re Jersey last year, we piloted a few take back schemes, both in one of our stores in Germany, but also with our four partner clubs, which is the city, as Milan, Marseille, uh, Dortmund, where there is a take back bin where fans or consumers of Puma can return some of their clothing. And in return, well, it differs between clubs on how they incentivize it. Some get a reward, some just do it because they, they feel good about it. But really, what Puma is, is trying to do is to start small, get the learnings, and then see if we can build on that. But I think a, a question that is relevant is, is this something that a brand should do? Or is it more on a, let's say, a municipality point of view? Is it on a country level or even EU or nationwide level? I think that's still to be defined how we really scale this up in the best possible way. So I suppose we really need a solution that's similar to how we recycle our plastic packaging we get from the supermarket. I mean, we wouldn't expect consumers to take the packaging back to the store. It's picked up and recycled at a city level, right? Absolutely. So what impact has the refiber program had so far? I think we can divide it both into internal and external uh, impacts. If I started with internal here at Puma, it's sparked a lot of conversation that there are these opportunities with this uh, refiber program. So, you know, at Puma, we produce football t-shirts, we produce running in, training, fashion items, golf, accessories, and so on. So, on. so a lot of teams that are looking towards this. It really created a good momentum to be part of it and to, to further scale this up within different categories. More importantly also, it's, it's got the intention of our management, right? To support a program like this. I think the Refiber program, also Jersey as mentioned before, is one of the initiatives that hopefully enable credibility, both for Puma, but also the industry to say, look, we're not perfect. We're not saying we have all the solutions yet, but at least here's an initiative that holds the potential to make a real impact. And then also, I think, spreading the news to other brands. Puma is not looking at this as, as something that we own. This is open for other brands. Indeed, we hope more brands jump on board. We're not saying Puma either has, has invented this necessarily and other brands aren't doing it, but at least it has sparked some conversation, hopefully. So what do you see as the future of chemical recycling in the coming years? If I had a, a crystal ball, hopefully the industry has started to scale this up even further, obviously beyond Puma. Hopefully there will be more industry-wide initiatives to scale this up, involving everything from suppliers, sorters, chemical recyclers, as we talked before, factories and consumers involved in this. So hopefully it's become more commonplace and have the infrastructure in place to support it. And then getting consumers on board. There's an idea that there's a value to a, a piece of garment and that it should ideally be passed on and then can enable more chemical recycling at scale. That's that's really what I hope. 
Yeah, and I mean, I definitely see a, a change in the tide of, you know, the general public with their awareness on sustainability. And I definitely think in the coming years, you know, we'll all become more aware of how we can do our part. Absolutely. And I think, Andrew, just to, to draw a parallel to what you're doing on your end, like on the upcycling part and in chemical recycling that we're talking about today is, is part of the puzzle, right? When we talk about sustainability and circular fashion in general, there's so many different avenues. The recycling part ideally is, is only the, the last option we should, because extending the life cycle of a product is the most sustainable thing you can do. So, uh, you know, resell your garments or donate them or repair them, upcycle them, reuse them in another way is important. Yeah, absolutely. You just gave a lot of good advice as far as what we can do as consumers. And I mean, I also think it's important to add that, you know, just to be more mindful when you are shopping. I and mean, it's not like every single thing you purchase has to be 100% recycled or from a secondhand shop, but you're not wanting to buy these cheap, low quality pieces that you don't see yourself wearing in the next five years, you know? So just be more mindful and buy better quality things and not just going along with trends and micro trends even. I agree with you. I agree. And it's not to say that we can expect all consumers to look for, is this t-shirt chemically recycled tomorrow? I don't think that's not where we're necessarily expecting consumers to go, but at least that people are at least trying to start small and make their next purchase a little bit better than the previous one. You know, consumers can vote with their wallets, right? So then it's down to, to the industry and, and brands like Puma to, to see if we can fulfill that. Well, thanks for joining us today, Simon. It was a pleasure talking to you. Sure. Thanks for having me, Andrew. It's, it was a pleasure to, to talk about circular fashion. So I know that's a lot to take in. There's a lot of moving parts in the chemical recycling process, but um, as someone who dresses sustainably and considers the afterlife of my clothing, it's really encouraging to see the industry make these steps into chemical recycling and scaling up a process that's accessible to consumers worldwide. So even when you're buying clothes, just consider the afterlife and that even when you're done with them, they still have value. You've been listening to Region Reports for Puma. If you liked today's episode, please share it with your friends. There are 10 episodes about different aspects of the fashion industry, from women's rights to climate action. Find them all by following Region Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Puma publishes all of its progress, challenges, and setbacks in its sustainability report. You can find the 2022 report online now by going to about.puma.com. There's only one forever. Let's make it better.